Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the next episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. My name is Tom Singer, and I have been hosting this show for, oh my gosh, literally over eight years and nearly 800 episodes. And I'm so excited that you've tuned in to listen. As you know, if you've been listening lately, we've changed up the format a little. For most of the 750 episodes that have existed over the last eight years, this show has been an interview-style formatted show. And I had to go on to hiatus for a while because I started running an association. I'm now the CEO of the Austin Technology Council, and we started our own podcast. It's an interview show of the best entrepreneurs in the Austin technology community who are changing Austin and the world. So if you like the interview format, go check out Austin Tech Connect, the official podcast of the Austin Technology Council. But in the meantime, I am going to use Making Waves at Sea Level as a place to share ideas and thoughts in a short format. And today, I want to talk to you, if you're in sales or if you manage a sales team, about why it is so important to make sure that you're networking or that the people on your team are networking. Now, very often when I talk to a sales manager, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't encourage my people to get involved in industry organizations, to attend events, because if they're a good salesperson and they get known, what's going to happen is someone's going to steal them away. Well, wait a minute. So you don't want people to be as good as they can be. You don't want them to set themselves up for future career opportunities. What you really want to do is have mediocre people and hide them away. The truth is, if you have someone on your team who is an awesome salesperson, everyone in your industry is already going to know and their phone is going to ring. Your job isn't to hide them and keep the reputation of your company a secret in your industry. Instead, you should encourage everyone on your team to go out there and be active in your local community or in your industry, depending on what is your product or your service, but make sure that your people are visible. And your job is to give them opportunities, to pay them well, and continue to let them grow so they want to stay at your company. However, if they're active in the community, poof, people are going to see your people everywhere, and you're going to make more short lists because the name of your company will be on the top of everyone's mind. Because here's the thing. When someone is buying a product or a service and they're shopping around, they're going to talk to two or three salespeople. But here's the thing. If your people aren't on that list, if your company's not one of those two or three companies, what is your chance of getting that business? The answer is zero. So your whole idea is how do we get on more short lists? Worry about closing skills later. First thing you need to do is get the opportunities. And the way you get the opportunities is being known in your industry, your community, and beyond. Now, talking to the people who are the individual contributors, if you're a salesperson, and your boss is telling you not to go to industry events, encouraging you not to become well-known in your industry, I don't think that's for your best good because let's face it, your company is not going to be around forever. We're seeing a lot of turbulence in the economy and, and your company could get hit. Don't believe just because you have funding or you've been promised funding that the doors are going to stay open. There are a lot of companies that are going through hard times and, and there may be more. And there's a lot of people who are going through layoffs. And yes, as a salesperson, you can get laid off, especially if you're not blowing your quota away. If they need to make cuts, it's going to be the person who is below quota. And therefore, if you get laid off and nobody in your industry knows you, you're screwed. However, if you are known as somebody who contributes, who gives, who helps others, who is part of a community, and you get laid off, other people will come and try to hire you, or they'll make recommendations, or they'll at least listen to you and help you formulate your plan to go find a new job. 
this is one of the things is that your network is your secret weapon to your career success. In my career, when I was younger, I got laid off a few times, not ever because I had done something wrong, but I worked for companies that either went entirely out of business or they closed their office in Austin. Every time I got laid off, I had a new job within about three weeks and I barely had to make an outbound call. And people would say, well, how did you do that? Well, it's because I was pretty well connected in the community. And when people would hear I got laid off, some of my friends would step up to help me. They would either find a position in their company and hire me, or they would pick up the phone and they'd call other people. So here's the thing when it comes to networking, though. The idea about networking is you have to create long-term and mutually beneficial relationships. And this take time. This takes time. It's not just showing up and handing someone a business card and thinking, hey, hey, I'll send them a LinkedIn request, and now, but now we're connected. That doesn't mean anything. A like, a link, a share, or a follow on social media, or meeting someone once and changing business cards does not make them part of your network. Meeting someone once makes someone a person you've met once, and there's a huge difference between someone you've met once and someone you have established that long-term and mutually beneficial relationship with. So a question I always ask people is, who in your network, if they got laid off today, would you take the time to introduce to everybody you could to help them? If you can't think of anyone who you would go out of your way to help, why in the world would you think anyone would help you when you're in your hour of need? So you need to be active in your community, in your industry, and you need to get known as a person who's there to serve and help others. And then when you're in need, people will do the same for you. But here's the trick. You need to be networking with the intention of getting more sales. If you're out there making connections with people and it's helping you grow your business and you're making quota, now you have a double edge win because you're getting more business. You're getting more, you're getting on more short lists. All of a sudden, you aren't going to be the person who's laid off because you're the top salesperson. And if you are the person who's laid off, somebody else is going to want to hire you and help you find your way through that. Now, if you're a boss, who's doing what I said earlier, who's trying to hide your people, ask yourself why. Wouldn't it be better if more people in your industry knew who your company was and what great work you did and how much everyone loves to work there? And you say, well, not everybody loves to work here. Well, that's what you have to change. Your job is to create a workplace that is vibrant, where people want to be there, where they feel they belong to something and they're part of a team, and then get those people out in the community to tell that story. If you're doing that, you're going to get on more shortlists and your company's going to win more deals and you're going to make more money. So this is a win-win for the individual contributor and it's a win-win for the sales manager and the whole company. So you need to think about what are we doing to network? And then the last thing is, what are you doing to get people to network inside your company? Because there are studies that have proven that people who have really good relationships with coworkers, they stay longer, they work harder, and they're more satisfied in their job. Heck, in today's world, isn't that what you want from your employees? You want them to stay with the company, you want them to work hard, and you want them to be fully satisfied with the company. One of the ways to do that is to help them build relationships with each other. Again, I had a sales manager say, no, no, I've seen this before. If, If they're all friends with each other and one of them gets recruited away, they'll recruit everybody else. Well, again, if you're offering great opportunities, having people recruited away is harder. If you're not offering good opportunities, then yeah, you've got some other problems, but don't hide your people because you need your people out in the community. I'm a real big believer that none of us does this alone. We all need community, collaboration, and conversations to find more success. And your network inside your company and outside your company for you and everyone on your team, it matters a lot. 
So that gives you something to think about today. What is the culture of your company, whether you're a leader or whether you're an individual contributor? What is the culture of your company when it comes to relationships with each other and out into the industry? If you start to crinkle your nose and say, it's not real good, be the leader, whether you're that contributor or you're the manager, be the leader who works to change that. Thanks for tuning in and listening to Making Waves at Sea Level. I hope you come back for the next episode. We're going to be back a couple of times a week with these short little episodes with tips. What I'd like from you is your two cents. What topics should we cover? Do you like the short format? And what can I do to get better at this? I think I got pretty good at the interview format after 700 interviews, but I haven't done a lot of these solo episodes and this is where I need you. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.